Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drink a Beer and Play a Game and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes, welcome to episode 116. Happy Memorial Day everyone. Thank you for joining us once again and we do have a guest tonight. We have a special guest and she comes to us from the Zap Crystal TV channel. So you can find her on YouTube, you can find her streaming over on Twitch. So Zap, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How about y'all? <laughs> <laughs> Excited to have you on. Number one, let me say congrats on your milestone. 2,000 subs. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, I think you're just killing it across the board on all platforms. But I saw that milestone and I know like uh, every milestone means so much. So I'm loving the channel. But yeah, um, before we go any further, is there anywhere else you want to plug away that we might have missed? And we will have all the links below uh no no y'all covered it really well it's a zap crystal on youtube and the same goes on twitch.tv slash zap crystal and that's our, our main platform for live streaming um though we sometimes do multi-stream on both platforms so yeah nice so zap one of the things i noticed with your channel and you know it right away drew me like even in your description talking about how you're someone who loves the 90s stuff and if you watch your reviews and some of your live streams it definitely ranges it's retro some newer stuff and you got a beautiful collection of arcade cabinets behind you and just mm. an awesome collection which uh if i have the link to her description in her room tour uh yeah I she's just kind of uh, shown up my old little arcade yeah jim your little galga isn't here. doing mm. much <laughs> <laughs> and I can't talk because I don't got any, but that honestly inspired me. I was like, man, I really would love that idea. Um, you know, how young, how early, like, did you start playing games and you knew, like, this is something, it's not just going to be a hobby. I'm just going to be doing this from here on out. I, it's It all started as... Um family traditions you know how every family has their own traditions you know some do gardening some do cooking some are you know come out from a family of musicians my family ha are all gamers hardcore gamers and uh and and it was it was taught in a way that when it came to gaming it wasn't just your own separate independent time it was more of family time you know is when everybody got together and um you know with undivided attention and we were all there to have fun that's it and um the main reason why you know we were we were passed down this tradition was because my dad is a musician and my dad was barely at home so the times that he was at home he he needed an activity that he knew he could connect with us and that's where gaming came in um so obviously we started with the nes but even before the NES, we started with arcades. That's why I love arcades because, you know, where my dad would take us was to the arcades. And um, and I I have so many memories, like bringing those big jars of quarters, you know, <laughs> and once you, you used up all your quarters, then it was time to go back home, you know? <laughs> and uh, and yeah, we everywhere we went, dad was very intentional. Dad was very intentional. If it was to, even to a pizza restaurant, he would make sure there was an arcade cabinet or there was something gaming related there uh, where we can just go and have fun. Um, so it all started by like that and, he, and not only by my dad, but also by my mom. My mom actually is a gamer too. And, uh, and my mom, uh, she got really into N64 and it was mainly because of uh, Super Mario Party. 
So those were those typical games that we can all sit together in the living room and play together. And man, it was fun. I had so many good memories just playing with my mom and my brother, fighting over the controllers, you know, because <laughs> back in the day, there was only one console. Yep. And if you had a bunch yeah, of siblings, right. you know, you, you, mom set the rules, but they weren't always followed. <laughs> and I remember smacking my brother. In the oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, you got to win, right? <laughs> yeah, I was like, because my mom was this type of person that she was like, you have an hour to play. And once your hour is up, you need to pass the controller to your sister so your sister can have her time to play. But, it, you know, it you never. know that. That, mm -hmm. that never happened. So, <laughs> so sometimes my brother cheated and I would do what is unforgivable sometimes. I would just remove that cartridge without oh, him being able to save oh, or <laughs> I would go on a whole next level. I was like, you can let me play. I'm going to get my revenge. <laughs> I, I, I like, I like that tactic. And number one, I love that story. I mean, Growing up, like Jim and I, I think we were both, we've mentioned like our family stories, but it's nothing compared to yours in terms of having it be that family time. But doing that, I was going to say, did that also kind of ingrain in you, even though it was family time, a lot more competitiveness? Because oh. you are going against your brother. So like you can't be the worst in the household. So you got to really compete. That was <laughs> like legit. The whole environment at home, it was pure competitive they are like yo guess what i beat contra i'm like yo what's up i, I guess i can beat you better how much was you <laughs> it was always that thing i think it's because because i grew up around you know guys all the time mm -hmm. it's it's just natural for me that competitiveness like yeah. i always and it's not even competing with no one it's actually like competing more with myself because like let's say i got this high score you know and on dig dug i'm like okay that's good can i can i do it better you know mm -hmm. can i can i can i surpass that high score let me do it next time let's see how far i can get you know and it's it's always like i'm never truly satisfied <laughs> and i just want to get better to the point that now my addiction has been kind of trying to do speed runs because oh, if I know a game really well, I'm like, okay, can I really beat this game? Like, and like, and how many hours are we talking about? Can I, can I, like right now I have this guy that he was like, he knows I'm, I love Luigi's Mansion. This is one of my favorite games. Mm -hmm. And I've played it God knows how many times. I know this game by heart. And he was like, well, I'm going to set you a challenge. He said, can you beat uh, Luigi's Mansion in four hours? So I was like, I, I think I can do it. So now I'm trying to this challenge of can I beat Luigi's Mansion in four hours, <laughs> which is hard because speed running is a whole different field. It's it's not just like sitting down and playing like you got to know the tricks. You got to almost know how to break the game in order to do that speed run. So, oh, yeah, that's pixel mem memorization right there. They get crazy with that crap. Mm -hmm. I, like, yeah, the speed running idea we've talked about many times. I said at that point, yeah, you're. Like, the enjoyment of the game is out the window. It is, like, more mm -hmm. of a mathematical, like, yeah, you're, like, just now so focused. You're not even looking at the pixels on there. You're looking at all those patterns. Like, and I remember the craziest thing when you – I don't know if either of you ever watched that, uh, the King of Kong, the thing about Steve Weeb and Billy oh, Mitchell. So I watch it completely, oh, to be honest. 
great great documentary obviously when uh steve weeb had won or like set the world record for donkey kong but like you saw him with the arcade cabinet and he actually had overlay to draw the pattern so like that mentality when you get into that yeah that's a next level like you said competitiveness with yourself mm-hmm. but has that competitiveness now led on like right now with you and mr right way like you guys you have a, f- a friendly competition or is it more certain games you know you can't play together because it's going to turn into an argument I, I honestly i think that we get along so well because of that because we're okay. both competitive by nature like i'm i'm not saying that neither of one of us are dominant you know how everybody says that in the household there's like one that is more dominant than the other right. i would say that in our household that's not a thing just because even though we both enjoy gaming we both enjoy it differently you know like he enjoys it from a collector standpoint while i enjoy it just because of the simply simple pleasure of 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 the enjoyment of it you know as a gamer um so when it comes to gaming we both see things very very differently which helps a lot because it's oh I, I say that it's always healthy in a video, especially in discussions, that you always have different points of view because it it helps open uh, the the mindset of of the audience to see how the world thinks about certain subjects. you know because if, if it's if it's always a one-way opinion, then it's like, well, that's misrepresenting the community because not everyone thinks the same yeah. way, you know. So just having that open space of seeing these different point of views for a lot of stuff, even like for collecting, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. Like some of our most uh, positively received videos are when Brian and me completely disagree on a game that we review and stuff like that and go back and forth and give our points for and against it and stuff like that. People like to see that kind of stuff. Yeah, 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 no, totally. And I think it's good. I think we should have more videos like that because honestly, it would be a very boring world <laughs> if everybody agreed uh, on the same things, you know? Like, I wouldn't want to watch a video like that. <laughs> yeah, that it, it, that's one of the ones It's funny. We always have a recurring and we'll have later, but like we talk overrated, underrated of a certain game. And when we end up agreeing, I'm always shocked because we generally do disagree on a lot. I mean, Jim's usually wrong all the time. Son but... of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, no, it, it is one of those things when we do agree, I'm like, ah, well, what do we say now? Like, damn, okay, I guess we both like it. Well, so... this episode ends early. <laughs> I like that. Though. No, that, that, that sounds good because, yeah, that would probably be a bit tougher if you both were super competitive and, like, yeah. Yeah, that, that. And I'm not saying, like, we're not competitive against each other, but I think it it's in a healthy way because we kind of force ourselves to step out of our comfort zone mm-hmm. and actually see growth, you know? Because at the end of the day, it's not two individuals. I know it kind of sounds cliche, but I mean, it's the truth. We're, we're married, so it's, yeah. we're a team. You know, We can't compete against each other because it would be like harming ourselves. Sure. You know? So if we want to grow, we have to agree and be a team to help both of us grow. So that's oh, yeah. the way we see it. You know, like, yeah, we're going to be competitive, but we're going to be competitive in a way that both of us actually can grow together as a team. Now, let me ask you, though, if there was a game that you knew you, you could beat them in, what's it going to be? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> holy <Here it> shit. <laughs> mm. I can probably say 
Um, oh shoot, y'all, you're putting it hard for me right now. So there's like two of them right now that I'm actually thinking of. Cuphead, that would be one. Ooh, Cuphead. Um, and number two, I think would be like, I'm, I'm not really into fighting games, but there is one, one or two that I actually enjoy. One of them is uh, Virtual Fighters. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, I think a man's fighting game. Yeah, I think I think I could beat his tushy <laughs> on that one. <laughs> well, I noticed from your collection video when you were talking about the Mortal Kombat two, he had to work on that to get it working. And so it sounded like though that was kind of his like prized possession almost. Mm -hmm. that particular cabinet. So I know that seems to be what he was more into. And I was going to ask you as a follow-up, you know, seeing those cabinets, seeing your collection, obviously I haven't seen everything, but yeah. Is there something that's like your coveted, like this is one of your most favorite parts of your collection that you have throughout oh, the house? Shoot. Um, I'm looking right now at my collection. Uh, and that's hard, man. Cause I got a lot of favorite stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I can't choose one. <laughs> Dan, you put it hard for me. Um, honestly, it sounds so cliche again, and it probably is not even rare or expensive, but my most praised item in my collection is my um, McDonald Flintstone mugs. Uh, I love my McDonald's Flintstone mugs mainly because, and that's why I say he and I are so different because he, he, he enjoys the thrill and the hunt, you know, yeah. but he, at the end of the day, he collects anything. Um, me on the other hand, like every single item I have in my collection has an emotional attachment or some sort of memory to it like yeah. so the majority <laughs> of the stuff i have is things that i actually owned as a kid and my mcdonald flintstone mugs is one of them you know i had them as a kid and um i lost them because we moved so much because like i said my dad is was a musician so y you never was in in one place you know we were constantly moving from state to state so things are going to get lost you know, and unfortunately, I, I lost those things. But like two years ago, I got to recover them. And nice. the feeling of just recovering something that, you know, you've you've longed for for so long. It's just such a satisfaction that you can't even describe. Like, I'm not going to even lie, bro. I teared up <laughs> when I got them because I was like, oh, my God, I got them again. I got the Coca-Cola in them with ice <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> It, it yeah. brings back all the memories. And that's actually why I asked, because I saw your collection videos. I mean, I saw the Back to the Future, the Flintstones. And seeing that you do tie the sentimental, I'm the same way. Like, Jim sounds like sounds like Steve all the way. Like, oh, if it's available, <laughs> I find it. I get it. Me, I have a Look, much smaller collection behind me. So deal. Um, deal. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> and it's cool. It's cool. That's why I think every collection is so unique. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm actually uh, I'm proud of my um, series, Treasures from My Childhood, because I want to encourage that. Like, that's the main goal of the videos is you're so used to when going on YouTube, seeing these all factors, you know what I mean? These oh, huge, yeah. Yeah. humongous collections. <laughs> and it's generally from this standpoint, you know what I mean? From this point of view of collectors that collect anything, which I'm not saying is bad, but I'm like, let me try to encourage other collectors that maybe as I, you know, collect with a more emotional attachment mm -hmm. to it to to so they can see it as it's OK. You know, if you have a small collection, it's OK. Be proud of it. It's your collection. 
You know, it, it doesn't matter what other people think about it. You collect for your own enjoyment. So just showcase it to the world so everybody can see what you're into, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I never devalue a, a somebody's collection, you know, due to its size or, 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 or what they collect. You know, I, I just think that that's something so personal, um, that that's just their world. That's their happiness. So why judge it? You know? No, I, I agree a hundred percent. I think too often that wet, like you just pointed out the wow factor, especially we see a lot of like, when you see content creators who are like, are they doing, are they collecting just so they can now get a video out of it? Is it just the value of the game? Or is it like, hey, I have a stack of 12 things of Switch games out like 100 deep. Like, it, are you really doing that because you love all those games? Or do you want that photo with all the games? Like like you said, you and me, Zap sound more similar. I'm much more, I want games that I couldn't get when I was a kid for one reason or another. Or games I used to have and very stupidly I sold off or did something and now I'm trying to recover that little piece of like nostalgia. So yeah, I go back with that and Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I literally got a like I don't know if you're like me, but I got a wish list here on my notes on my phone mm -hmm. where I type down all the stuff I'm on the hunt that as soon as I find them, you know I'm gonna pick <laughs> them up. You know. Hey, I um, still have, uh, I'm missing three of the original Goosebump books to complete my collection from when <gasps> I was a kid because I had all of them as a kid and somehow I missed like 10 of them. So I'm just like trying to hunt down those last three. I love paying. the Goosebumps. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I need to add that to my wish list. <laughs> That's what got me reading. So I can't complain. Bro, we read so much back in the day. <laughs> yep. Go into those. Oh, what the hell are those things called at school? The Scholastic Fairs or something? Rainbow, and, rainbow. Oh, the book fairs. Reading yeah. Rainbow or something like that. Yeah. Um, you go yeah. in, I got my five bucks. I'm like, I'm going to get new Goosebumps and an eraser. <laughs> yeah, I was always the the bro. I'm dating myself right now. The magic school bus and all that stuff. Y'all yep. remember? Oh, oh yeah, you're nice. right with us there. <laughs> Shit, what, what, what was the teacher's name? It was Miss. Uh... Bro, I don't know. Remember oh, her that's name. killing me. I because my my oh, son. Forget. My son, when he was a baby, like that was one of the shows I could show him, and like he actually got into. So I was rewatching that like through him again, and I'm doing the same things. Like I show him Scooby Doo now. He's older, like so. Yeah. Um, Bri, that would be one Miss Valerie Frizzle. Miss Frizzle, that's right. Oh, Miss Frizzle, yes. <laughs> Bro, it's impossible to remember her name at this point. <laughs> see, Bri, you're obviously not on Twitter enough because you don't see the arguments of people saying her ass is in a dump truck enough. So, it, with Jim. the new reboots. <laughs> Jim, this I don't is the shit, this is the shit I have to see as the social media guy. <laughs> but I think this it's, is, this it's, is my cross to bear. I, I think that's why I treasure so much my collection too, because I think that you know, based on my family background, now I'm actually finding myself doing the same thing for my son. I'm trying to pass down this tradition to him. Yeah. So not only I'm collecting for myself, I'm also collecting for him, mm -hmm. because like it, it now we do things that maybe not everyone does, and I just do it with him. Like for example, we have our VHS nights because I have so nice. many VHS and I, I teach him. I'm like, Hey, you know, we didn't have, there was no such thing as Netflix or, you know, YouTube or just some sort of live stream platform. You know, we, this is like way before DVDs even existed. So I'm like, I'm going to show you how we actually watched a movie back in the day with its commercials and everything. And, um, and my son loves it because my son sits down and he's like, yo, mom, that's what you needed to watch. No wonder y'all could go and get popcorn and all that stuff. And it was like, 
<laughs> so he's getting to see that, you know, that experience of how I grew up and and he's actually he actually has more respect for it and enjoys cartoons that maybe kids from his age won't even know what it is. Like he loves the Rugrats. He enjoys oh, yeah. the Rugrats. Uh, two days ago, we watched 101 Dalmatians. He truly enjoyed the movie. And like from time to time, I just exposed him to these classics that otherwise, you know, kids nowadays wouldn't even know they what see. these movies are. And that's a know? good thing, too, that like you get them to appreciate the older kind of stuff, because like a recent discourse like the last week was like they showed the Horizon Zero Dawn trailer and it was locked at 30 frames per second on the PS5. And everyone was like freaking out, like 30 frames. This is unplayable. And I'm like, you motherfuckers, you don't <laughs> goddamn know. I own a Philips CDI. You show me 30 frames per second and I will kiss your feet. Goddamn. Y'all don't even know what a yeah. payphone and a beeper is. <laughs> exactly. When you get that 911, you, you pieces you of shit. <laughs> no, I, 30 I, frames isn't playable. I Blech. love that, Zap, but Jim and I talked and we said as a uh, thing, like if, if our kids are ever like, we want a new game. We're going to be mean, though, and be like, all right, here's Silver Surfer. You got to beat that. Or, like, give him some really tough NES. Be like, you beat that. You get that new game. See see how you do on that first. Well, you know what? My Steve has actually a really good system. And I'm not saying that y'all should do it with your kids. But because we have so many games in our game room, and we're exposing him to, like, consoles he never grew up with, like the Xbox 360 and all that. Nah. Um, if he wants a game, it's he has to, like borrow it it's almost like going to blockbuster almost Ooh, a rental okay. yeah like a rental so he like he'll go to the room and he has to ask for the game and you know plays a couple of days but then he got to return it <laughs> I love and that. it's kind of like teaching That's him you know idea. to be responsible but also like he has that freedom to experience things that otherwise he wouldn't have been able to experience before so i think that's really cool because it's it it takes away that that kind of sketchiness that people put on collectors that uh, that greediness of oh don't touch my stuff this is my things this is my collection <clears throat> and kind of open up you know to the i family. just ask that you don't switch around my cards from their cases brian i don't care if you want to pull something off the shelf and play it just don't just don't let me have a night where i come downstairs and go oh i want to play this game and i open it up and it's something else and then i get, look around and go Oh fuck! This could be in a thousand different cases right now. Now my OCD's going crazy, and now I'm having a breakdown. But Jim, that's part of the fun. <laughs> no, it's not fun, Brian. You're seek. a dick. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's one of those. That is one of the things when I see collectors. Like I'm one of those. Like you know, me and my brother used to assholes. Work. Right. We used to prank each other, and it's fun. And I'm, I'm sorry. The look of sheer panic on a grown man's face when he can't find one cart in a thousand game collection. I just want to enjoy my night. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm saying. You got other stuff you can do. But I wanted to play that one. <laughs> but, but then I'm playing my game because then you can go hunt for yeah, it. Yeah, and your game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, I think Zap, the interesting thing is, yeah, with your kid, actually, I thought with the collection between the two of you, like, is he ever gonna want a new game? Like you guys have so much. Like, like he's gonna have the yeah. schoolyard. He's gonna have the schoolyard games. That's, he's got to well, talk that's about. That's true, of course. Yeah, it's. I honestly, he he's he's developing a preference that is. I don't know. It kind of surprises me because a part of Minecraft and all the popular games that mm -hmm. the kids play nowadays. Yeah. Um. Like he likes now recently like Need for Speed. You know, and nice. uh, and I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I see. You know, he's developing a taste there. You know, and uh, and I even let him watch certain 
horror games you know not not that not everything but he's he kind of into that genre so every time like recently i played little nightmares you know little nightmares has that creepiness Mm -hmm. he sat all the way through that game and watched me play it you know he probably won't ever play it but he enjoys watching me play it and i'm like okay i'm kind of starting to have an idea like what games are you into that we can probably play together and enjoy um Cause it, I, I just, I just think it's interesting because it's, it's a whole different world. Just because it's my kid doesn't mean I know him totally. Like, no, wow. I'm like every day trying to, I, I discover something new about him. I'm yeah. like, I didn't know this about you. Yeah, you like know. you said, going through that age, man, it's like he doesn't know what he wants day to day. So yeah, his, his <laughs> taste is gonna change. And, and yeah, the horror game thing. It's funny when you talk. When I was asking you about your collection. It's not expensive at all. For me, it's always going to be my Resident Evil 1 Director's Cut game because that was a game that really solidified me in horror games. I love zombies, like all these things. Me and my best friend, we'd stay up all night long, like playing it. And it's one of those things where, you know, I think I was 12 or 13. And yeah, that's, oh, wow. that's like where I feel like that peak nostalgia hits for people. Like whatever system you had at those ages are the ones you, you really crave for, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's he's going to be 12 now. So, yeah, I think yeah. he's right at that point already. Yeah. Need for Speed. Oh, man. If he's, uh, if he's anything like me and my best friend, we got into car games, and then all we could do is want to actually have cars like that as we grew up. So, <laughs> Well, you, you got a mom already that's yeah. like that. So, Because, boy, I want my Mustang one of these mm-hmm. days. <laughs> 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 yeah no i i definitely hear that but that that's awesome though like i said that's the thing i look forward to the same i i gave my son uh i let him play on the little what is it jim i had that little white 12 inch tv the panasonic oh yeah you got that oh. little that little crt yeah. little one and i have one of those atari um flash flashback flashback and literally i have him trying those out and is that like the the plug-in play ones? Yep, yeah. exactly. Oh, okay. yeah. So it's literally all the like original classic, like Breakout, Centipede, all of them. And he he's never been exposed to a video game. So he does that, and he's like, oh, and wonder. I know as he gets older, that's going to go out the window. But right now, it's like <laughs> cute because he's just learning how to use the controller. So... Which yeah. is the most easiest thing, but then the most complex oh, at the same whew. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd be surprised what one button in a stick it lead to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's cool. I, d- I think it's good. And that's my main goal for my channel, too, that I'm not only thinking about, like, us, because we're already grown up, yeah. you know? But sometimes yeah. I think to myself, like, not to be, like you know pessimistic but i mean it's the truth i'm like after we pass away or we're no longer here i'm like what about the newer generations like if we don't expose them to the retro to these things like who's gonna carry it on because if they don't at, if they don't understand possessions they carry- go in a dumpster That's yeah what's exactly happen. it's just yeah. gonna go to the dumpster because they're not gonna value it if they didn't receive a proper education yeah. about it you know they're just gonna see like oh yeah dad just went crazy for these piece of trash i'll just throw it away you know <laughs> what's a cdi we don't need this <laughs> right you do <laughs> damn it no. yeah I, I think that's very important i think that if you are a collector like me and and steve we've been discussing about this lately you should have some sort of will or at mm-hmm. least some sort of document that and and also like give a proper education to your family of hey if this happens 
this is what you got to do. And these are like the top games out of this entire collection that are worth this. And this is what just you got to do. And yeah. just yeah. in case, because I mean, it doesn't hurt, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, that's how, how many stories you hear of like someone passing and then a mother, a grandma, somebody selling off a collection. They're like selling a game that should be a couple hundred dollars for like two bucks. And you know, it's yep. just one of those sad situations, but yeah, yeah. it's, it's what happens. Even like that guy, and it's not even about games, but did you see that news recently about an, an, an elderly that passed away and all he collected was baseball cards? And he had baseball cards like way dated back in 1920 or 1930s around. It like, was a crazy collection, yeah. I think it was like a whole truck or a whole van that just filled with boxes of just baseball cards. I was like, oh my God. God. He probably had the Honus Wagner and the ones that actually still have value and all that too. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, it that's, was. That's insane. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. That is a really that is a really good thought. I mean, uh, as collectors, I didn't think about that deep, but no, that's that's a great point. But the question mm -hmm. is now, so like you're introducing him, but for you, you know, I noticed from your channel uh, most recently, it looked like it's from Twitch. You just started Resident Evil Seven. Mm -hmm. But is is that right now the main game you've been playing through? Or do you, like, not only have games you stream, do you have other games you're playing on the side currently? Uh, so, th yeah, that's not the only game I'm streaming. I, I generally always carry out, like, a different theme for okay. every month. So, like, if it's October, let's say, we have what we call our, our Spookathon. Okay. So for every weekend, we'll play, you know, a spooky-related game. And we'll carry out that theme, you know, and the same goes like maybe for Christmas, like we'll play like Christmas, Christmas, cringy games, you know, mm -hmm. that have like Christmas topics to it just to make it fun and switch it up. Um, but honestly, my streams on Twitch are best known for like the community night streams because I like to play a lot of games where I can engage with them online. So we'll have our Mario Kart nights. We'll have our Jack in the Box party nights. Um, and we're, I'm always trying to add games to that list. Like family feud is another one, yeah. um, where we could just fool around and have a good time and, and, and just engage with the community. Um, and then we have what I, what I call my full campaigns where I go like deep dive into a game and I won't stop until I 100% that game. Um, so resident evil seven is one of them that I just deep dived into it. And my goal is to 100% it live on Twitch and I've 100% already so many games like uh, I just finished recently Inside which is an indie game great game, great game. Um, I finished Little Nightmares 1 and 2 I 100% it as well um, Bendy and the Ink Machine um, and then sometimes I collab with other content creators like Absolute uh, Katie uh, she's a streamer on Twitch amazing friend mm -hmm. And uh, they do what they call the NES marathon, where okay. you play the top 20 NES games and you've got to complete different challenges or even speed run through them. Ooh. And uh, and I joined last year and uh, and then just got exposed to a bunch of games that I never played in my life and just got experienced them through the NES marathon. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 always, it's always different. I try to keep it between a mesh, between retro and modern um because my goal is to like teach my audience like i'm not just into retro i enjoy gaming in general so it doesn't matter if it's retro or modern i'm just there for the sake of, of gaming you know that's awesome yeah and uh yeah i mean from all the games you just named you couldn't have you couldn't have gone from a more different genre to genre and yeah i did 
when Resident Evil 7 came out, because that's my favorite series, like, I played that. That was one of my first games I live-streamed the whole way. And, yeah, enjoy it. I'm not going to give you any spoilers, but it's a really fun game. Bro, don't take it wrong. I'm going to be honest. This is my opinion. I was turned off with the Resident Evil series. I oh, never oh, yeah. wanted to play a Resident Evil series because it it was just not my cup of tea. Like, I, I don't like the whole zombie drama. It okay. just wasn't my thing. But... Everybody kept insisting because, you know, the whole little Resident Evil Village, you know, came out. So everybody was like, well, Crystal, you play a lot of horror games. Why don't you play a Resident Evil game? And I was like, well, I threw a poll on Twitter. and I was like, well, you guys want me to play so badly a Resident Evil game, then just start recommending games. And that's how uh, Resident Evil 7 popped. And, uh, And honestly, I'm very surprised. I'm very surprised because ever since I started playing it live, I've been enjoying it. Yeah. I've been enjoying it so much. I think it's because they kind of distanced, correct me if I'm wrong, because yeah. you probably have more knowledge than this. Um, I think they distanced themselves a little bit from the whole zombie yeah. theory, and now it's gone into like a more supernatural yeah like even starting with four yeah so like i mean the old ones it was like zombies at the end of the day it's always like some type of biological creature or whatever you want to call it like jim said once four hit four five and six are nothing more than like michael bay it was like action parasites yeah Yeah. it's like monsters but whatever seven was we're gonna do first person and we're gonna do back to horror roots but it's not zombies it's uh, the ooze, I th- or no, I'm sorry, the mold it is what those black creatures uh-huh, are called. Yeah. yeah, and then you got the family members who are all crazy. So it's just a completely different take. And Village is actually like werewolves, kind of vampires. Like, so hmm. it's, yeah, they, they mess around with all types of. What I would say is, um, so do you not like zombies for just the horror aspect, or zombies are just boring to you at this point? It, it's just. Honestly, it's just boring, boring for me. Yeah. Like, it's not even the creepiness factor. It's like, I just can't. I just sit down and play. Like, I think I was playing last time. I tried to give it a shot. And I bro, after 15 minutes, I turned it off. And I, I think it was uh, State of Decay, I think it yep. is. Yeah. The, like, simulation one. Yeah. I play, like, 20 minutes. And after this, I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I can't. I can't play this. It, I, it's, it's not a bad game. Don't get me wrong. But it's just not my, it's not it's not my like. cup of tea. Yeah. yeah. It's not something I'm into. If you wanted to, like, what I would suggest is if you did want to try a good zombie Resident Evil, the Resident Evil 2 remake is probably the best reviewed, best received game. Um, And it's modern with better graphics, everything. It's probably the best in the series. I mean, and it's horror is like through the roof. It looks amazing. But uh, there's a lot of things other than zombies is all I'll say. So if you get through Resident Evil 7 and you like it, uh, I'd say maybe give that a try and see if that sparks your interest at all. Okay, because I was thinking good. about it. It kind of reminded me of I don't know if you guys played that one of Fatal Frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of like that I think Bride. I never did. I never got around that to it. game. Whew. Man, that's I, a creepy game. I don't know what it is. Like ever since. Uh, Whenever the hell the ring and the grudge came out, like girls <laughs> with long black hair walking towards you like a ghost, like scare the shit out of me. And in that game, all you guys a camera, like whew, that game was creepy as hell. <laughs> I wonder if no Outlast came out before, obviously, but I can I can see how Outlast has a lot of things from Fatal Frame because it's all it's always with the, the same camera yep. as well. Yeah. yeah, Outlast. That's yeah, that's another creepy one and. 
that I think they just released Outlast 2 on Xbox Game Pass. So, really? So that's another one, yeah. Like, the, oh my god. These genres of, like, you don't even have a weapon, you can't do nothing, like... I don't know. That's no. one of those where you're like, oh man, I'm just useless, I just need to run and hide, and... Yeah, it's a different it's a different feeling. Like I said, in streaming, I'm like you. It's funny because uh, I'm not only anxious about the game, but like I'm trying to interact with people, and I can't tell you a number of times I'm like looking down at a comment and something pops up on screen. I'm like, ah, son of a bitch! Like, what are you doing? <laughs> it freaks out the worst <laughs> during live streams. Like, I try to keep it clean, but. You, um, yo, you, uh, you held it together. That's why I was like, okay, either she never curses or she's doing a really good job not cursing. <laughs> yeah, because it's hard. And or if, if I know that up front, I'm losing it. I just tell my audience, I'm like, hey, this is rated R, rated <laughs> and keep the kids out because it's gonna get real. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, but it's fun. I, I know that everybody, and I, I know they just do it because they love to torture me. I was like, as soon as you're done with Resident Evil 7, like play it in VR or play uh, Resident oh. Evil 8. I'm like, no, oh, I got my boundaries. <laughs> I'm not playing this in VR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, any VR live stream horror game is probably, they're, they're just wanting the fun, funny reactions. Yeah. <laughs> they're not worried like, no. about you. <laughs> oh, hell no. Not, not, not even a single bit. I'm nope. like, uh-uh. No, y'all don't love me. I'm not doing this. <laughs> now, how about you? Now, I got to ask. Or sorry. No, no, no go ahead, Jim. I just got to ask real quick. Well, with a lot of your recent uploads going with the uh, the PS3 and you trying PS3 games for the first time, was that just like good timing or was that you trying to like jump on the uh, like the recent surge in value for PS3 games because of like the partial delisting and then coming back and that kind of deal? Oh, okay. So yeah, that's actually a good question. Um, so we've been doing a lot of research and recon because I mean, that's what we do as content creators. And, uh, and um, my husband, you know, he's, he's, he's a Sony boy, I guess everybody knows that by now. Mm -hmm. uh, and he has a huge PS3 collection. So when it comes to creating our videos, we always have like these monthly meetups where we sit down and we and we kind of come up with video ideas, like what can we do? You know, what can we create? And I, I told him I had this idea. I told him I had, hey, I want to create a series where it's called, you know, Never Own, Never Played, Let's Try It. And it's exposing myself to consoles that I never got to own back in the day. I never got to play. And now as an adult, I want to give it a try, you know, um, because I know that there's a lot of people like me that probably haven't experienced these systems either. So I'm targeting it, it from a different angle that it's not just here's your guide for collecting top 10 games or hidden gems or whatever you know it's it's a very different angle of let's just try it out and see if i like it or not so yeah. very raw first impressions and thoughts so I, I asked my husband i said well if it's if we're you know starting a new series which is always hard because you got to oh, get yeah. your audience to understand and, and adapt to this new content you know i'm like what is what is one console that i can start off with and we realized that he's like well you've you've never had any type of sony content because it's the truth you know yeah. I, I i'm not i'm not very attached to sony you know uh, not because i don't like it it's just 
just I don't have yeah. no attachment to the system. And uh, he was like, well, you know, we I've been doing a lot of videos for the PS3 and stuff. He's like, I think it, it would be a good idea that now from your side, you get to show people, you know, experiencing for the very first time um, the PS3. And I was like, oh, you know what? That's actually a good idea. I was like, that's actually a good idea because now what we're doing is we're both, we're both, I don't want to say like doing the same content, but we're doing content in a way where we're, um, it's almost hard to say, but we're like, we're meshing together both of our audience. Yeah. Right. So if someone enjoys the content on his channel, then they can jump into my channel and see something that they probably would watch on his channel that they're comfortable with, you know, yeah. but they're going to see it, you know, from a different take, obviously on my channel. Um, and that's how we, we brought the PS3. We started bringing the PS3. We're obviously featuring the PS3, but later on, like I said, it's going to be featuring, you know, many other systems that I didn't get to own, you know, like probably the Xbox 360, uh, the Sega Dreamcast and so on and so forth. And I just wanted to be interactive because I've been giving the opportunity to the community to drop in the comments like, hey, what games you recommend for me to try out, you know, that mm. you think is, is a great game. And then from there, I can consider if it's worthy enough to make it into a video or if we can even like live stream it and and then they get to actually see me playing the game live for the very first time and i'm just very genuine so when you see me play it i will tell you like yes i like it no i don't like it i think it sucks i think it's good <laughs> like i i'm just gonna be straight up honest you know when i play and i think that's what everybody enjoys like seeing my reaction to these games that i've never got to play before yeah no 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 and that's the way Jim and I are definitely similar in terms of like if we haven't played something, we're not gonna like act like we did. But it is funny because like you're going PS3, and to Jim's question, because it's got so much traction, it will be funny. Like if you play a game that people just adore, and we know just like any fan base, Sony fan base is hard. If you're like, yeah, this game actually sucks, you're just gonna see the people. What are you so, talking about? Uh, oh, <laughs> it's bro. You know how much hate I've gotten sometimes for games that like people love, and I just simply can't click with it. But it's like at the same time, I'm like, I'm being genuine and real like i don't want to be fake and just go towards the crowd just because i want approval or acceptance oh. no because it's not like people are going to see right through it you know and they're like oh she's just you know just trying to please everyone so right. it's it's always good to have your own voice and and if you have your own voice you'll you'll attract the right audience yeah at the end of the day you know <laughs> we so, learned that very early with anytime you do a top 10 but my God, if you do top tens for <laughs> NES games, NES like we did like games. NES sports games, like we said, we said disclaimer, we're doing this. Like we sat down and played all 22 baseball games over a few weeks and it was a couple hours, not like a lifetime spending with it. We're like, which one's the most fun? And like, how dare you not put this one at number one? You guys don't know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, the bitching. And we're like, they're like, you, we used to dump 40 hours into this. I'm like, yeah, we just admitted we dumped two hours. Like, relax. It's, it's just cool. our list. But no, yeah, the it, it, it's like one hand, the passion is what drives all, everyone, right? Like, and, mm -hmm. and, and seeing that, it is funny. But yeah, when as soon as you do any top tens or God forbid you rank anything, it's uh Oh, I'm gonna rank it soon because that's <laughs> what I told them. I was like, I'm ready for it because I I told them as soon as I'm done playing sub because we can't play the whole library, let's sure. be honest. It's long and it's and I, it would take me forever. 
Um, but at least I'll play some of them that I know that I would truly enjoy and then I'll rank it and, and in general give them my thoughts like, yeah, is this a console I want to continue playing or not, you know, yeah. and uh, and so forth. But it just like, I don't know if I should throw this as a spoiler, but anyways, I, I kind of announced it already in the first episode. Um, one game that I'm, I can't wait for everyone to watch because I truly was in shock. Like it blew my mind away. I hope they port this game. That's all I'm going to say, uh, is uh, Puppeteer. Yeah. Uh, I got to play the Puppeteer. I can't, I can't wait for that video to drop soon. I was going to ask about that because I saw that in the intro for the series. And that was, we had a thing a couple years back where we each gave each other games we never played. So I gave Bry Puppeteer. Oh, so you already so. got to play? Yes. Oh, yeah. my God. It's. I'll tell you what, Zap. Jim. <laughs> Every time we go Here back, comes. And, no, every time we go back and forth, we do. We used to do the same thing. Like we'd have a theme month. Like okay, this month we do these type of games. Jim would pick games, and he has a interesting and obscure style. I'll say that um, there weren't the best games, and he would even self admit. But like he he gives me this puppeteer. Now I had just given him Bioshock and like Kid Chameleon. So I'm like I gave him these classics. The first game he gave me, what was the other game he gave me with puppeteer? Uh what was it? Sonic Spinball? Yeah, with that bullshit. Yeah. So you gave How me that. Dare you say. A goddamn pinball game. Like okay, cool. But then like I played puppeteer and I was like, "Oh man, like this game is the graphics, the difference in all the levels, the, the seasonal thing, like the playing like it had such a charming, crazy, unique style, and I was like, okay, this game I actually really, really like, and that that was one I was like, damn, I actually wish I had that in my collection. I've never seen that concept before. No. That's all I will say. Till yeah. this day, I haven't seen a game with mm -hmm. that concept. Yeah, nothing's really like a puppet show besides that. No. Yeah. So, I, I, I yes, that's one video that, you know how you always have this one video that's kind of like your baby? Yeah. That's 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 my baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all the games I've played. No, that that game um yeah, like you said, it, I I played it and at first I thought I was going to get real tired of that like overly like theater-esque style, but man, like I said, I love there's nothing I love more when a game goes like it hits on every major like theme. It's got your water, your Halloween town, your like candy town. Like, I mean, the aesthetics change so drastically, mm -hmm. and the and the story of Kudaro. Kudaro, what the hell is it? I can't remember his name. But, I like, can't remember his name, but the the voiceover is insane. It's too. done really well, yeah. And you know, it it's like the concept of like boss fights like you're cutting something with scissors like, yes it, i don't it, want to spoil it so I much y'all but know. oh it's so good all i'm gonna say is like it's already positive so obviously yeah. but, i that that's one of those games every whenever i see someone make like an underrated list to me that's one where as soon as you play it, you realize like why didn't i hear more people talking about this and mm -hmm. you find out like yeah not a lot of people had it but everyone who plays it, I don't hear anything bad. I think the sad part I think it part came is, out late. It just came out like at the, the end last of the year. Or yeah, it was like right at the end. Oh, and okay. we've seen that with NES, Super NES, every system. Like if it whatever games come at the very end, if they're not the major first party titles, they're just not going to get the love they really deserve. And that Yeah, game, which common yeah. sense, they're not going to be mass produced either mm -hmm. because they're at the very end of that uh you know system cycle yeah and that game 
Jim, and I think that's why Jim was asking because that was one of those games that shot up in value when they mm-hmm. made that announcement. Now, luckily, they came back and said, okay, we're going to keep the store open, but I really hope they do a re-release, a remaster, do something. Just yes. get it back out there. But they, they have to do something with it. I really hope that, like, at least port it, you know? That's at least it. port the yeah. game or something because the game already looks so good. Like, oh, what else can you do to it, you know? You wouldn't need to, but, like, I could see, like, everything else somehow... Sharp, I, I don't I don't even know, but either way, yeah. bringing it back because that is a game we really, really loved. Yeah, that that game is yeah. If I if yeah that that would be a a a great humongous factor when it came to the PS3. I guess for me because that game was something else. Yeah, yeah, no, no, great, great points though. Um, Jim, before we hop on Patreon questions, have you been able to play anything? past week. yes yes i have so um after we talked last week i actually kept trying with pac-man 99 and got a first place so well time. i've been able to <laughs> son of a bitch i played it for like three days Motherfuck. <laughs> and actually the night that i got my first place like i had like 10 games in a row where i was in the top five and i was like god damn it just let me get just let me break through that glass ceiling and it finally happened so i got that monkey off my shoulder and then I started actually playing uh, Scott Pilgrim, because I never played it back in... Well, no. I played it with my buddy on his PS3 back in, like, 2010 when it first came out. Yeah. But I never downloaded it after the fact. So when Limited Run had their run with it, I bought it, and I'm starting to play through it now. And it's good. Like, the uh, the first level after it, I was like, ah, it's kind of been done and better since then. But, like, after that, they add a lot more to the gameplay. And I'm like, okay, I can see what the hype's all about. And it's actually tough. It's surprisingly hard. Nice. No, I mean, that is that is a great game. Um, and that's one that, once you play, maybe I can finally get you to play Charlie Murder. Cause that's, I do want to play that. Yeah. yeah. That's like a little spinoff of that. But, uh, yeah, I, I actually... <laughs> I streamed yesterday the Destroy All Humans, that son of a bitching end boss that I... The regenerating I, I could not beat. And then finally today, I was like, I'm going to mess around with it, see how I do. And I beat it on my first try, so it's of course, I get off stream. So I got the footage for it, but I was like, well, I'm done that game now. So that was my big focus. And uh, thank you, Astral, once again, because I am now five or six hours into Donkey Kong 64. Oh, my God. And that game. Oh, Brian, you have a lot more to go. I know. You had a long way, especially picking up all those color-coded bananas. <laughs> I, I, oh, we're, we are not 100%ing this shit as well, especially for Brian. It makes me motion sick, so I can't do it. I knew about Rare, like, the idea that they were collectathon things. And I know mm-hmm. Jim even told me, but I was like, could it really be that bad? And I'm like, yes. they can't even give you the courtesy of, like, giving you a good checklist of, like, each area has this many things. Like, no, 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 no. You just got to keep going back and forth back and forth it's just that game is ridiculous collectible freaks that's what it is yeah it's for people that just love collecting (laughs) that's what it is donkey kong is that whole thing at its worst it's absolute worst yeah so we're gonna get that review out very soon because as jim said i'm gonna i'm gonna get really really far I'm not 100% in that game. I'll tell you right now. And- I think the, the concept, though, was still good. And I'll, I'll give you my quick take on it. Yeah. Because you we haven't really seen a Donkey Kong game that is 3D like that. 
I think that if they if they take that concept and perfect it now and take away all the collectibles and all the stuff that really didn't work um because i i feel like everybody's craving for a donkey Kong 3d game because all we've seen really is just uh what a side scrolling mm -hmm. platformer type yeah. of games we haven't really seen something like fully flesh like kind of like almost breath of the wild you know what i mean but 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 in a donkey kong theme yep. uh i think it would be pretty cool well i and that's That'd what I, I actually like like the idea of like okay you got the five kongs they each have their own special power like they play differently that part of it I like, and like even the boss fights, like and some of the things that got handled differently. Cool, all well done, done in the style with the music, except for that damn DK rap at the beginning. But <laughs> uh, you know, that is a classic. <laughs> How dare you besmirch it, Jim? That 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 song. That's I'm, the I'm, best part of the game. You know what? Right. I'm I'm giving you a spoiler right here. That song alone made me inspired to make the six most annoying songs from the N64. Really. There you go. There you go. Content for days. Because the problem is, I have to turn it on so often to keep playing it, and I keep hearing it. Oh, just, even if it's a second of it, I'm like, ah, it's a record scratch. Here we go. Here we go. Bro, I just want to. My brother and I, we had sunglasses just for this game just for the time yeah. and every time yes. it went on my brother would call me and we would put our shades on and we would start rapping and singing out that was like a holy grail part <laughs> see this is one of those games where if i had if you were like a kid who loved donkey kong like i love donkey kong country is one of my favorite super nes games beautiful soundtrack music, everything soundtrack. yeah oh my yeah. god the uh the water level and oh, just god. the final boss theme but it's one of those um, I, I had N64, but I only really had it for like 10 games. Like most of them were wrestling games or whatever. I never got into it then, but man, you did get your money's worth, mm -hmm. but you're just like going back to it. It aged so terribly where I'm <laughs> like, I can't even have nostalgia to try and save it for me. This is just like a chore at this point. And I'm like, I gotta get through this so I can give this a fair review Oh my but god! But I'm like trying. I, I'm I'm scraping to find the positive in the game. Yeah, it's not going well. <laughs> spoilers? Review spoilers? Is it really that much of a spoiler, Jim? I mean, I, you I, and I, I talked about it. Not really. I think that's a, like a, a you brought a, a good point there because I I think like we all feel the same when when now as adults like there's a lot of games we tie to nostalgia, mm -hmm. but then when we actually sit down and play it, you're like. This didn't age well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a good game. What was I even thinking? <laughs> I I couldn't stop talking up Kid Chameleon to Jim, and then finally, because he's a Genesis guy, he played it, and going but back, didn't have it. You're like, yeah. oh, uh, it's a hundred and seventy some levels, and there's all these terrible like the, with the, no saves or checkpoints or password <laughs> i was like i just like the fact that you could turn in different guys it was like mega man but more like adulty and yeah it didn't age well and i even i could admit that like i still love the game and i'll defend it but i i won't try and make it sound like it's great like i just know it's not that good but i have love for it so donkey kong 64 though I just want to find that person that like truly defends it, not from a nostalgia standpoint. It's like no. Gerard, the completionist, he does. Does he really? And really? He fucking hundred percent it too, and he defends it wow. twice because he had to redo it after his uh, co-host left, and he had to redo it for his own video. Oh, true, like, right? Damn, masochist. Wow, well, yeah. yeah. I do remember that now. That whole thing, yeah. Yeah, that was we a huge labor. 
Well, I'm gonna tell you this. Say the least. That worries me. Anyone that wants to 100 <laughs> complete that 100 percent that twice? No. That's his gimmick. <laughs> I mean, he's known for that, so. Yeah. But yeah, I can't wait to do that review, Jim. And Astral, <laughs> you son of a me bitch! Neither. Thank you for requesting that game. <laughs> oh Look, Astral, God. Brian's pain is more than worth the five dollars that you give us. You son of a bitch. <laughs> One game that that does that for me was, uh, which is not a very common game that everybody knows. Uh, it's a it's for the PS One and it's called Bugs Bunny Lost in Time. And I in know my mind, that I never played it. I, 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 I yeah, I've seen videos of it. As a kid, I actually have a video of it. And as a kid, I'm, yeah, nostalgia factor and everything. Like I love the game. It's not a bad game, but it didn't age well. So now as an adult, when I sat down and played it, I was like, yeah, I can't play this. Yeah, you're like, what, yeah. what's oh, going yeah. on here? Yeah. That whole generation is probably the toughest to go back to too. PS1 like that's the definition of growing pains. Yeah. With polygons and all that. <laughs> Where's the camera? I don't know. <laughs> it's somewhere. <laughs> you know what? It's yeah, honestly, just hit shit. You'll find it. Well, it's funny because I honestly look at that PS1 N64 the same way like probably most people nowadays look at Atari without any historical context. Like you needed that so bad to get where we are now. But like it just didn't age well. And Mm-mm. I'm sorry, like even Atari, like a lot of things just didn't age well either. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's something, you know, I'll still defend any FMVs from the PS1. But, yeah, N64 is the probably toughest console that we all know we loved, but we know has aged the worst. It's the yeah, worst smelling it's, cheese. Honestly, it's, yeah, a lot of people wouldn't like me for that. But it's like, and right now, it's my least favorite console. Yeah. To be honest, because of the whole camera factor, like it's true, like oh. you said, it, it was so essential, you know, for 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 the evolution of gaming in general, you know. But oh, the, the the camera control. I mean, you talk about, and even people like praise the show, Mario. The C buttons are perfect. You shut your mouth, Jim. <laughs> Jim, you're that weird defender of the N64. But that's all your nostalgia talking, and you damn well know it. Just because I know, just because you know. Like I love um, Banjo Kazooie, and it was kind of like Mario 64 in a way, which it was so much fun. But I gotta be honest, the cameras just turn me off. I don't want to play the game because of the same. Because every time I came to making certain jumps, you know, and 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 certain no, it's a killer. (laughs) You know, edges or stuff because you don't even, you can't even dif- differentiate, you know, oh. <laughs> what's oh, the we, edge, what's not. We said it before, and like, weirdly <laughs> enough, like shit like Turok and even South Park oh, God. ages ages kind of better than GoldenEye does. And GoldenEye was a gold standard yeah. at the time. Mm-hmm. But like, just because of the control scheme, it's like, oh, this is almost like Twin Stick where GoldenEye, it's like, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. You Did you know, I, this was a news recently, now that you brought GoldenEye, and I actually found out because of my brother, because my brother's a huge pc gamer he told me that now they actually redone the whole uh gameplay mechanics and and inputs for goldeneye and it actually plays better and performs better now on pc than originally for the nintendo 64 like he says that it's like spot on right now to play goldeneye yeah there is like a leak of like a version that was supposed to come out on the 360 and then like the last minute it got pulled before it did so then, like, um, eventually, like, the ROM got, like, leaked out everywhere. And then I think it got pulled for, like, after a short time because of, you know, suing and crap like that. But, yeah. Yeah, from what I hear, it was, like, a pretty damn good way that they did it. 
Yeah, yeah, he said it was spot on, like the cameras, everything, even like uh, I, I think it, they even added like features so it would be easier to uh, like shoot your targets and stuff like that. It's, it's hard to explain because I didn't get to see stuff. it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't personally get to see it, but he got to experience it and he had very positive feedback about it. I'm going to have to look into yeah, it. Even like uh, Perfect Dark when they had its uh, 360 release, like the kind of re HD remaster, they put in like a full twin stick shooting, but like... It was kind of weird, like, it just felt wrong on a game like that, that, like, you grew up with, with the auto-assist and all that crap, so. Yeah. It's like a fine line you gotta do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, so, you know, Astral, we do love you, you are one of our Patreons, but I'm getting through that game. But, uh, but, Jim, speaking of Patreons, what questions do we have from our lovely supporters this week? Well, patreon.com slash drink a beer and play a game, where for as little as two measly dollars a month. You can ask a question and we will answer on each and every single one of these Power Hour podcasts. And speaking of good old gamer Astro, he's first. Your favorite childhood gaming memory. Ooh, Zap. We'll let you go first. <laughs> so hard. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, holy macaroni. If you, how about this? We'll give you a minute because mine yeah. I actually already said during this episode, but I'll go back once you, again. You go ahead while I think. <laughs> it, it, it's it's me and Juan, like I said, all night long playing all the Resident Evils on the PS1. And I'll never forget the other thing. Like, uh, growing up in his house, like it was like this weird thing. Like, you couldn't go down in the kitchen, so we'd sneak down there to get ramen like 2 in the morning and like just try and make big-ass bowls of it and try and get back up before his parents woke up. But yeah, being up all night, all the Resident Evils, and completing them. And then when his mom comes in, like, why are you guys sleeping till like, 12? Like, we were playing Resident Evil all night. So yeah, those those were the nights, like, just going back to back to back. That crazy. Probably my favorite, for sure. Yeah. And there's ones that I've said a lot of times on this show already. So I'll do a different one. And uh my dad and i one summer we basically committed like an entire month to trying to beat sonic spinball and it'll be like us going back and forth like taking turns trying to get a little farther or figuring out like where to go and crap like that until that eventual like final like cathartic moment where like you finally beat robotic at the end and it's only four goddamn levels but jesus christ you need to know what you're doing for that one so <laughs> nice. i got okay so i don't know if that's cheating but i got two two of them that's short but two gaming memories that i have one of them is i think we actually have a vhs i still i'm gonna ask my mom to see if she can find it if she finds it i'll upload it to youtube i don't know i'll make it happen but uh my uncle came over at our apartment over there in new jersey and we we had um the snes and we were playing mario kart and it was a family day and everybody just brought brought everything to make uh sub sandwiches and all my family was in the kitchen and i just remember like smelling the, the sandwiches all the subs all the commotion them talking and cooking mm -hmm. while my brother and i were in our room because if you've lived in new jersey you know how our apartments are it's just basically a, a room and that room is part of the living room mm -hmm. uh, it's a very small space and we were playing mario kart all day and i remember my mom pulled up uh, pulled out the camcorder and was recording us 
playing Mario Kart. And I really want to find that VHS. I swear to God, if I find it, I'm going to upload it. Uh, but then my second gaming memory was one night we all were just, I don't know, we were in a disagreement of something. I don't even know what it was. And my mom said, okay, well, we'll figure it out. We'll solve it over Mario Party 2. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're, we're just going to have one of those long ass rounds. Because you know how Mario Party lets you select all these options of how many rounds you want to play, time limit, and all that stuff. Oh, you did like a 50 rounder, didn't you? We crazy. did the longest one, bro. <laughs> it was 2 a.m in the morning and we still was playing mario party 2 and um you know you know how mario party 2 it's by themes so our favorite oh, yeah. one was the halloween one where we're all dressed in costumes and bro i just be blasting and stealing stars and doing the whole commotion thing because i was like yeah we're gonna settle this i don't care if it's 5 a.m in the morning but we're gonna settle this <laughs> once and for all by the time you got done you're like what were we arguing about again <laughs> i know right exactly <laughs> it was it came to the point that uh we we weren't able to finish it because we were just so tired that mm -hmm. my mom was like uh, i give up let's just turn this off <laughs> i don't care anymore everyone's wrong everyone's right yeah. just go to bed that, 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 those are awesome memories and yeah so it's funny you said jersey yeah because obviously we're philly <clears throat> um as soon as you said sub i was like wait where did you grow up? Cause now, I, now you got me curious. So I was like, okay, Georgie, yeah, that makes I'm sense. From, yeah, I'm from the East Coast. That's why I say Mario. Yep. <laughs> it's Mario, y'all. Ain't nobody gonna change me. I think she didn't call us out for saying water. Yeah, so, that was a good time. She probably heard people say it. So yeah, nice. Yeah, Steve still tells, just trying to make me say it. Otherwise, I'm like. No, no, ain't. don't no. cave. Mm -hmm. Fuck no. that. Never. No, never, <laughs> it ain't never, never. What are you going to sit there and say, what hair? No, actually, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> speaking of gaming memories and collecting, she has a good video with our buddy Judy, the next level. So definitely check that out, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> you brought it up an hour. Remember? Yeah, it was it was a fun video. He's a he's a Sega fanboy, like I call him. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Oh, all the way. Yeah, he loves the Sega games, which Jeff. I've learned a lot because of him actually because that's one system that I just never got exposed to when I was young, so. You're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm all sorry, right, Jim. I <laughs> just called Zappos. Nice having you. And Though I will right, say, I will say that my my favorite game for the Sega Genesis that I think that performs even better then that then what it was for the SNES, I think it came out as Earthworm Jim. You're oh, goddamn yeah. right. Yeah, absolutely. Because the, the soundtrack and the audio is so good. Sounds and so much better. And all that. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah it, it's one of the few games that's better on a Don't. <laughs> Jim, come on. People have spoken. We know it's the truth. The people are wrong and they're fools. Sheep. All right, next up from Fifth Gen Mook. To go along with Ashel's question, did you ever get in trouble for playing video games? For example, I always got in trouble for staying up until morning. <clears throat> staying, staying up to morning, that, that would be it. Here's a weird one. I forget how old I was. Maybe 13 or something, 14. I had gotten Manhunt, and I don't know if you remember that game, but that game was brutal. I mean that's oh, yeah. that's the one. So it's it's literally you're like not a convict. I forget what you are. You're a prisoner or a convict, but you're in this like weird world that's kind of like your goal is to go around and murder people as brutally as possible. And they're all like 
they're all bad people but like it's not just like shoot them or something it's use a plastic bag around their head or stab oh. them in glass. so ultra violent got one of the most controversial games and I had this habit of when I would go to the bathroom, I would read the instructions book and I left that instruction book in there and my mom read it and she like wrote a note. She's like, I just read about this game and this is very disturbing to me. Like, like, did, like trying to guilt me into like not playing it. That was the closest I probably gotten in trouble with a game. But like I've never other than that, not really. Because like I said, going the whole like staying up late was always like, a, are you still playing? No. I can hear a TV. Tube TVs are too loud. So, yeah, that that's probably my closest. Yeah, for, like, I never got in, like, trouble, trouble for gaming, but it'll be the thing where it's like, I'd be up late, and then my mom would barge in and just be like, go to fuck the bank! <laughs> Stuff like that. Or it'll be the whole thing of, like, I want to get another game, and she's like, don't you have enough games? Which, looking back, <laughs> you don't know what the hell you're getting into. So, if you only knew how bad things would get. But, yeah, that will be, like, the extent of it for me. I think for me, honestly, it wasn't even that bad. I think it was the same thing, staying up long, playing. But it was more because there was a phase where we jumped into PC gaming. And it was still in the time where you needed to dial up, y'all. So if you Mom, don't know, get off the phone. Played Starcraft. Yeah, don't know what that dial up is. Google yeah. it. <laughs> but <laughs> but if you've yeah, you never heard that static when you <laughs> pick up that phone and like, somebody's pss, online. <laughs> yeah. it yep. was like every time I had to dial up to play the game, I, I and if it was a game that I really liked, like Tomb Raider or something like that, then we would stay up for real long. And then yeah, of course, my mom needed to use the phone, so she was like, "All right." Time's up. I gotta, I gotta plug it back into the phone. I got a call to make. You're like you don't understand. <laughs> Struggle we're, is real, y'all. We were playing a goddamn uh, like you're about to win a multiplayer game, and all of a sudden your your thing disconnects because your mom's picking up to call her aunt. You're like, Bro, God damn it, mom! For Doom or something, you know that it was like especially you needed to play, or especially when you had the like the land parties. Uh, I don't oh, know if y'all yeah. got oh, to yeah. do the LAN parties and you had bad internet, which was a thing back in the day, y'all. Um, yeah. That was the Kids worst. will never know. No, kids kids don't know. Kids are I feel like everybody's blessed nowadays because we take the internet spoiled for granted. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, no no no. It, they for sure uh, the the internet thing is the thing you really we could talk about phones and everything else but the internet is the thing they can never appreciate and whenever they say like internet is slow i'm like you don't know what god if you've ever watched a web page have to go line by line loading mm -hmm. that's slow you don't know what slow is and even like when messenger back in the day and that's like still new it was you know a aol you know and and, and the, i still remember the whole little ringtones and all that stuff and the messages coming in and stuff yep yeah y'all don't know i got we can't talk too much of course about this because we're going to be dating ourselves but at least me and bry we're old as shit so yeah. we, fully, we fully embrace it <laughs> and last up from burn retinas the video game soundtrack or a musical score that you think can be played in a casual manner without weirding out normies. I think Silent Hill and some of those original tracks in the first Grand Theft Auto. Hmm. Say what again? What was the question? I'm sorry. So basically like video game music that you could play to like normal people who aren't like big time gamers and like they want to be weirded out by it. 
Mm. That's hard. It's funny because, like, I remember one time we were playing. Uh, we were playing some kind of fucking game over at our apartment at the time. Like Brian came over and like our uh, girlfriends now wives at the time, and I started playing the uh, Streets of Rage two boss music, and they were like, "What the fuck are you playing over there?" <sighs> oh man, now this is funny because I've tried to casually with my wife with Monica like try and sneak in like on our Amazon thing. I'll put video game music, and we'll be driving. She's like, what? Like, I put, like, Castlevania shit. She's like, what, uh, what the hell is this? I'm like, it's bloody tears. Come on. You don't know what this is? But, uh, yeah, oh, man. Like, to casually? Oh, shit. It I, might almost have to be a song that could pass off as a, like, real song. So, like, like this was going to be a weird reference. But, like, the song when you beat Plants for Zombies, it's, like, a real, like, it's an upbeat actual song with, like, you know, real music, real lyrics and crap like that. Like, Something you could pass off as like an actual song and not just like a chip tune thing. Because I don't think I don't think normies could go past that. I think they would hear the bleeps and bloops and be like, "What the fuck is this?" I'm thinking maybe like like generally like RPG games are known sometimes for having like real the, good the music, yeah. music. So maybe some sort of RPG game. You know, you can play it casually. Just, I was or maybe say just enemies. put in, like, Mario, because everyone knows Mario. Yeah, but, so that, but play, they'll like, know one, it's one. still, like, I think if the goal is, like, they don't know for sure it's video game music. I was going to say, kind of like what Zap said, go Super NES, because it is more orchestral. As we said, like, Donkey Kong Country, like, do that aquatic theme. You mm-hmm. might not know that's a video game. They're going to be like, what, what are you trying to do right now? But, like, you know, it's one of those, like, themes you're like, is this from a movie? Like, what's going on? Like, it just True. doesn't just sound like a video game. Or I could even say, like, the Killer Instinct song. Okay, this sounds a little more whatever. Jim, that was your ultimate opportunity to say the DK rap. <laughs> Shit! God damn it! Missed opportunity. You know what? I'm putting that on my goddamn phone tonight after we're done this. Uh, yeah, I want to see what Sandy says to that, Jim. It's show funny because my my I'll brother. Show her how good I can get. Uh, my brother just had recently a baby, and now she's like maybe six or seven months old. And uh, he's been putting Donkey Kong Country music. That's awesome. Yeah. For so she can get like familiar. And every morning it's a ritual. He like he video chats me, and he's like, "Look what I'm doing!" And he like he has it blasting <laughs> in the living room, and she's just mesmerized listening to the music. <laughs> yeah, I gotta start doing that every time I pick my kid up from car rides home because my wife keeps uh, putting this godless country music on, and that's indoctrinating <laughs> her. So I gotta break her of that shit. Jim, I'm shocked you haven't just tried to throw on some Streets of Rage, or in your case, uh, that's what's gonna start happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did we say? Oh, you know what? Actually, another one that you could almost think is from like Miami Vice or something is that uh, from Streets of Rage One, Jim and I, you talked about Moon Beach. Moon Beach. That yeah. or the second one, I forget the revised version of that. But yeah, that that's yeah. a game that you would say, okay, I don't know what this is, but it sounds like an '80s action movie or something. Right. No, that's that's a great question. Um, yeah. Yep, and that wraps up the Patreon questions for this week. So, yep. I am going to use these suggestions because I have to break my goddamn kid of these things. Yes. <laughs> it's war. <laughs> it is a goddamn war, and it never ends. <laughs> Jim, would you call it the never-ending story? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I would not because I'm not going in the dumpster. <laughs> Jim, how you, I still don't know how that's the only thing you take away from that movie. It's a masterpiece. Because you had to turn and look at me as it happened. 
got the dumpster again. Not again. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, asking me to do the truffle shuffle all these goddamn times. I know it's a different movie. Ah. Jim, do the truffle shuffle. Just because I have the titties. <laughs> Jim, oh, I'm not trying God. to make you mad, but I will say, moving on to your favorite bit of all time, and this is one that's been requested over and over again, uh, at least on the stream. So Jim's favorite bit is Gamers Mad. And since he is a Twitch guy, he gets to see so many reactions that luckily I'm shielded from. This one, Jim, you need to explain. I, it's so ridiculous, but I think the, the title says it all and the reaction is what's great. So why don't you explain it? Okay, so uh, Zab, for those who don't know, so Gamers Mad's typically when I'll put up a concept where gamers will freak out on social media about a topic that's just so out of bounds and so stupid that I'm just like, why? But this time, the journalist did it for me because good old Hard Drive Mag. Um, they so if you don't know who Hard Drive is, kind of think like the Onion, like a couple years ago, like that level of good satire. They're kind of there now with like the hard times. So they they wrote an article called IGN writer excited to start playing game he just finished reviewing. So. Obviously, it's that easy dig of reviewers not playing the whole game or being bad at games. It's it's a harmless joke. So you would think. Until you go to the comments section. And I'm almost sad at this point because so many people have gotten more clout by dunking on people. But when it first came out, the top all the top comments were littered with blue check marks and game journalists going, That ain't it. Normally you're very funny, but you just missed a mark on this one. Don't you think after this time of what's going on in the past week, you should probably lay off IGN? Blah, 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 blah. Basically showing that, as we talk about again and again, game reviewers and journalists cannot take jokes and take themselves way more seriously than anyone ever should in their line of work. Dude, I don't, I don't get, like, number one, it is, as you said, it's such an obvious parody. But, like, yeah, the amount of people that are, like, jumping on this and saying, like, Man, like, the amount of harassment of game journalists, I'm like, number one. Like, of course, of course there's the people who are like, uh, maybe you could post something funny without the Gamergate stuff. It's like, motherfucker, the only people who talk about Gamergate in 2021 are game journalists looking for, like, a shield. That's it. No one cares anymore. We've all moved on. No one gives a goddamn So, shit. is it... Okay, so I'm, I'm, I am I got, like, a genuine question here. Yeah. Is it is it a is it a real article, or it's just an article that doesn't take itself seriously? Like, oh, is this a person no, it's a total, actually... It's a total joke article. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's not a real article or anything like that? No. Like, okay. over the past however many years, like, it's been more and more rampant where you see these people, and I think what everyone's referencing, and I forget... I forget the the lady's name, or even it might have been IGN she worked for. Alana she, like, Pierce. I'm not sure, but she basically said like I I didn't actually do any side quests in the game. I didn't do any customization. I didn't do anything other than like play for a few hours. And here's my review. And everyone was like, "How is that a review of a game if you didn't do like 90 percent of it?" So she got a lot of shit for it, and. It, especially from Twitter, like that is a toxic dump of people who just, of course, they're the most True. negative in the world. And so, like, I don't know why people are acting shocked that, like, yeah, like we we've already said, gamers can be very avid when you don't take yeah. it serious. 
and and these journalists who get these advanced copies like how many times have we seen how how is it like every triple a game comes out and they're all nine out of tens like right mm-hmm. away and you're like you played it for eight hours and it says 70 hour game and it's a nine out of ten. Or, or famously, the Polygon reviewer who like gave Cuphead a bad score because he couldn't get out of the tutorial and couldn't <laughs> figure it out, like shit like that. So like you're like, mm. and like of course there's the people who are like, well, you know, game journalists get like you know death threats and mean comments all the time. Well, yeah, they do, but you know you're fucking on the internet in 2021. You have to expect this kind of shit. So mm-hmm. like. I can't feel I like I can't sympathize for someone with the easiest job in the world, especially for a lot of them who make a lot more money than I do to talk about video games. So yeah, like I'm sorry, like the sympathy right there, like they all like we've kind of hit on this before, where they all take themselves a little too seriously, and a lot of them are people who couldn't get into like the New York Times, so they had to settle for this, and they try to make themselves up bigger than they are. And again, like if you just want a litmus test for like who gets it and who doesn't just check the comments on this because it is a treasure trove. I think it, it, it all boils down to like a lot of people, we see it from a customer perspective and it, it, those things don't blend together when it comes to corporate, because at the end of the day, IGN is a, a organization. It's a business. And, um, and, and like journalism, the term by itself, it's always been known like, you have to be trustworthy, reliable, factual, you know what I mean? And then people just take it too seriously because I'm like, if I read these articles, I already know beforehand that, first of all, there's deadlines to meet. Um, Corporates don't give a damn, I'm sorry. Sometimes they have too many requirements for these journalisms, especially if they wanna like do it over the top dramatic. And it's a rat race because it's who's the first person to drop this article of this game because they just wanna have this exclusivity, you know, this brand, this name they're trying to build. And a lot of people don't understand these things. So obviously um, the majority of these articles are just gonna be brief overviews they're just going to be overviews it's not like me like we actually talked about off camera that maybe i have a little bit more time and i could put a hundred hours into a game and then come with a a better full in-depth review of this game uh compared to a journalist that just got the copy probably a week before the release and uh they got only a couple days to play a couple of hours and then come up with an article you know, there's just so many factors. So I, I'll read the article, but it's like I tell everybody, like, take it with a grain of salt, play the game, actually, and then come up with your own conclusions. Because if you're depending on IGN or these companies, you're you're just getting like a brief appetizer. You're not getting the real deal here. You know, I, I also look at like maybe to your point. I think because they have deadlines, sometimes they may purposely go with something they know is going to be divisive because at the end of the day, it gets more views. Like, someone's going to click, be like, oh my God, did someone really write something this stupid? And they're getting that engagement time because you're trying to get to the bottom. Like, did somebody really say they didn't play the game? And now you're on the website. Maybe you click on more. So it's like almost like, are they purposefully trolling you? Like, do they. perfect, Perfect example is Cyberpunk. Didn't you notice all these articles that started dropping within days, all of a sudden, like hours after hours, you just bam, 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 bam. You're like, you know, that wasn't something that they took time and effort to actually sit down and analyze and then come up with an article, which is sad if you think about it too. 
because you know how much time these developers and teams have put into these games. So someone in just a couple of hours can just vaguely critique their hard work, you exactly. know? Right. It's just like, come on. You know? And then there's like all the uh, the blue check marks, just like trying to find all the arguments they can have to defend their brethren, which whatever, I get it. But like a lot of them are like, oh, don't you think after the week they're having? And for those who don't know real quick, like IGN made a stand on the Israeli-Palestine thing. Brian uh, and I are completely yeah. way too dumb to comment on it. So we're not going to do that. But there is a whole kerfluffle about that. But the fucking hard drive's not making a stand on that about their opinion. Like, IGN's just the biggest goddamn name, so they used it. Like, like you know what the hell they're doing. Stop. Yeah. Like, it's all these bad yeah. faith arguments they throw out there to, like, it's a joke article. Like, Jesus Christ, people. I think the hardest thing that, that they've kind of crossed the line nowadays um, is... When it comes to journalism, you're supposed to stay neutral. Like you're supposed to be unbiased because <laughs> people are go reaching out to you. And even though they're seeking for an opinion, you still gotta leave the doors open, you know, for people to do their research. But now journalism has taken a whole different route where, you know, names are no longer the brands, it's the customer that's the right. brand because you're trying to seek approval from the audience so you're like well how do we write this article in a way that we can get total agreement and engagement from the audience because that's who we're trying to win over you know right. so it's it's yeah it's taking a negative connotation if you ask me and we talked about it a couple of weeks ago like sometimes a poor author can have their entire article killed by the editor just to try to get a clickbaity title mm -hmm. yeah like that person who had the article about mass effect you know and basically like we talked about it before with uh burn retinas the point of the article was like, you know, don't let these companies jerk themselves off because they put a woman as the main character. Like, there's still work to be done. And then the title of the article is, you know, sorry, women or, you know, men aren't the stars anymore. Something like that. Something inflammatory just for the sake of getting clicks. So, like, like so they, they fight it. They fight like an uphill battle. Is it? And like, we get it. Like, the, the, the gamers get it. Like, of course, there's the shitheads out there. But like, motherfucker, don't go after a satire site that everyone knows is a satire site. Jesus goddamn Christ. But you know, no, to Crystal's point, though, and I think you hit on it even earlier, we were talking about, unfortunately, journalists aren't true journalists anymore, and they're more akin to content creators, which are niche, which do have opinions. Like, you go to content creators because you know, like, you know, me and Jim, like, Jim is going to be diehard. He's going to defend N64. He's going to defend Super Gen Sega Genesis. Like, As his, I should. That's his brand. And, like, you know, I'm just going to shoot him down and tell him how wrong he is. But at the end of the day, like, that's, like, because that's our personal opinions. We're not trying to cater to someone. Whereas, you know, like, other content creators, they realize they get a rhythm, and they're like, okay, I'm only going to do this now. Journalists are doing the same thing, essentially. They're saying, like, who's our audience? All right. And usually they tie a political. Is it left? Is it right? What are the what do we need to like hit on? And they just try to make it work, and it does suck. Which is also part of the reason why gaming journalists, especially, get so much shit. Because how do you take them seriously 
when they aren't even being biased in their stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's it's really tough. And also, let's be honest, just some people just want to find an excuse to be mad at something nowadays on social media oh, yeah. because, like, with oh, the yeah. most recent post of the the female protagonist uh, for Horizon, I found that so ridiculous. I'm like, come on, y'all! Like, you really have to nitpick this. <laughs> Like what? It, it's so important that you it, it takes part of your time to really nitpick something like that. It's yeah, it's ridiculous. The energy wasted in the complaint is where I. That's what blows my mind. It's just like it takes energy to to complain. And oh yeah. You're gonna sit there and do it? Like yikes. But no, Jim. I mean, and then it's kind of a follow up, but it not follow up, but it's like almost a perfect transition for. I guess you want to call it Gamers Mad 2 here. The other comment you threw up here, and I, I can't, I, I, I don't know if you know, I don't know if you know this guy, Jim, but Radical Reviewer. Oh, see, I didn't, but yeah, this came to us from our buddy Blade Blur, and he actually asked us to comment on this. So there is a guy who's a wannabe bread tuber, and for those who don't know, bread tube is like a sociological political thing like if you know people like shoe on head and h bomber guy like that kind of deal so blah 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 so the, he's a small tier one so he wrote up a comment going and this is good for like us and zap who are all content creators and his basic tweet was not gonna lie i really can't understand content creators who can't make at least a video a month i've worked two or more jobs often 70 hours a week during most of my channel's existence and still managed to do two videos most months Imagine some folks who form a band and struggle to work around schedules. Practice a few times a month and play dive bars and such. I'm feeling attacked. And some (laughs) other person is like, yeah, I'm a career musician. I pick up my instrument two or three times a year. It's disrespectful to the craft and the audience, in my humble opinion. One, not humble. Fuck yourself. Well, so the only thing I'll say is his continuation, his final piece of that is, y'all know I'm referring specifically to content creators who have the wonder luck of being able to live off their content creation, right? Hence my fellow up comment, which explains that because I'm writing a script about all of it now, so I hope you know what's up. So basically he's saying he's not talking about like us three, like, you know, you got jobs, you got our stuff. The he's Hammond saying, Andrews, he's yeah. saying, yeah, okay, the people that that's their full-time job should be able to get out at least a video a month. Um, I mean, it's one of those deals where on the surface, if you want to play devil's advocate, you could say, I do understand what he means when he says should be able to, if that's your only job, but mm-hmm. what content, I mean, to say content creator, you're now opening the world to like, are you talking about someone who just does vlogs? Or are you talking about someone who like does a ton of research, has to travel, has to do a million other things, and puts three months worth of work into each video? Like, oh my god, don't even get me started. <laughs> this guy just rattled me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we talked off camera, and you just mentioned it, Zap. I mean, you can easily just getting footage for a video game uh, video can take just hundreds of hours just capturing the footage and Mm -hmm. then that doesn't include the editing the scripting the voice recording like the amount of effort into those things but if you're someone who you know that you're someone who's taking it more seriously there i'm sure if he's referring to someone who like does a day in day out thing 
and doesn't do any editing, yeah, then that person should be able to get a video. I, I, I think that when people do posts like that, they just generally want to sit in a position that it, it they're not entitled to do in the first place. Because when we talk about content creators, it's like you said, it's so broad and you gotta, there's so many factors that you need to take in. And like, we can personally talk about this because we are content creators. So like, number one, right. data, data doesn't lie. Like you don't know based on analytics, how the audience works for them, uh, demographics, uh, time zone for, for that content creator, where their audience is coming from, age groups um, for different types of styles for edits. Uh, what type of content are they making? Are they filmmakers? Are they essay uh, type of videos? You know, the longer and, and more tedious like ancestry or tops like that. Like, there's so many factors that you need to take into account. And even if you live out of this full time, there's stuff they do besides videos, you know, that people do not know. Sponsorship, brand deals, um, a bunch of things, side businesses that they have, you know, other products that they promote that they have on the side. They gotta work juggling with all this at the same time like they're only this person's only focused on well the content creator yeah yeah but it's it's not just popping up with a video no mm -hmm. you got to go to the drawing board you got to build a script you got to come up with the idea you got to have a content creation calendar uh you got to come up with who's editing the video and get everything right it's almost like making a movie because even if you record a movie you got to go back and watch the movie while you're editing it and find right. out oh this is trash. I need to retake this because it doesn't work. Like I had this idea, but now that I'm putting it together, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't mix and match. You know what I mean? So it, it's, it's, it's almost a sin to try to judge someone. I personally know content creators that upload one video a month, but they're so successful at it because that one video brings so much good quality, like so much meatiness to it because they're full length documentaries, you know, 45 minutes, 50 minutes that, you know, that person has put the work and the effort and the time into yep. it. So at yeah. the end of the day, it's like, who am I to judge how someone handles their channel and their brand? Yeah. Everyone handles it differently. If you're doing something that's a little bit more like, let's say, gaming news, yeah, I could see that being something, you know, daily. You have to do it daily. You got to step on your game, you know, blogs. Yeah. I can see that. But again, it, it all comes down to, well, what type of content is that person making? Yeah. You this know? is, I mean, this is the type of dude who would probably be like, man, shouldn't a kicker always be able to make a field goal or shouldn't someone be able to make it from the free throw line all the time? Like, he'd make that same argument, I feel like, and just throw it out there, like, kind of as just someone who probably they themselves are just uh, a sit back and bitch about the world. That's mm, my friggin', guess. Friggin' Gary Gatekeep over here doesn't even show his face on his videos. He just puts pictures of his dog up there, his B-roll footage. <laughs> so... Like, like, it's like Zab said, like some people, like even like, say like gaming historian, he puts out like one video a month if he's lucky, but the amount of research he puts into it and mm -hmm. shit like that, like it pays off in the end. And so if people want to support him, especially through Patreon and through the views he gets, then he earns it because he puts a lot of work in. It's whatever works for any people out there. 
some people will like to have like it builds anticipation you go oh shit he uploaded sweet like finally so then they click on it or some people just diary out something every goddamn day so it's whatever works for people like shit. yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's, it, yeah. it's a stupid comment and it it's, is yeah. one where um my gut goes whenever i see these kind of things i go okay He's purposely shitposting to get a reaction, and he's going to, like, faint defending it, but ultimately, it'll probably be one of those things, like, I didn't realize this would get enough traction. Well, check out my latest <laughs> video. You know, it's going to be, like, just purposefully drawing, just like we said with the IGN, the clickbaity titles. I kind of feel like you throw something out there just to try and ruffle feathers and piss people off. Yeah. And, and, the, and, and the best part is it didn't even get that much engagement. Like, it didn't. Eh. Good. And even, like, even yeah. people at me, like, good intentions for you they it, they still don't understand because they're seeing it from a viewer side like even if they throw in like suggestions oh can you make a video of this can you make a video of that they don't know because again you got to take into account so many factors like you know the algorithm and the 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 trends the topics that are going on throughout that month is this video going to really work it work or not you know it, or is it just going to be a blow because honestly once you are with a bigger sub count and you start getting brand deals and start getting sponsorships you can't screw it up yep. there's a certain there's a certain yep. point that you, you you can't take risk because it's going to affect your brand and and your reputation as a content creator and they don't know because they can't see that they don't they don't mm -hmm. see that because it's everything that you do off cameras it's it's the it's what we call the 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 messy part of a, of, a, of a content creator you know yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's just a very uneducated kind of just like I'm gonna throw this out. He here. knew what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> he wanted some interaction. Well, Jim, you deal you deal with people like that all day long. <laughs> I mean, I know, I, I know, but that is true too. But yeah, I had no idea who this guy was. But yeah, Blade threw it in there. It's like this motherfucker. I mean, yeah. All right. So yeah, that's interesting. Oh, but Jim, Zap, I do have a question, and I'm so glad, Zap, what you said earlier, because it ties very well into this topic. Every week we do a which is better. This week I'm doing a which is worse. And it seems very obvious on the get, but inspired me because of Donkey Kong 64 and the goddamn jumping in that. <laughs> so my question is, what is worse when you have to deal with, and I'm just going to say it, N64 jumping mechanics in 3D games? Mother? Or when you get those really bad 2D, like NES, like pixel perfect, you jump and you die instantly, which jumping mechanic is worse and which one drives you crazier? So I'm just throwing it out there. I think it's pretty obvious because of what inspired me, what I'm going to pick. But I wanted to see what, what you all thought. <laughs> oh, my God. They're both worse, but I mean. They're both terrible. Yeah. It's, it's like because I have played, and it, obviously anyone who's ever watched Angry Video Game Nerd, like that's usually a lot of his videos. He covers games where like the jumping is just terrible. Or like I, I, love, I said I've loved Castlevania, but it is one of the worst jumping mechanics because you miss it. And you seem like you're on there and your foot is even there, but like the pixel isn't that perfect. So missing the jump always results in insta death or some bullshit. Yeah. That definitely frustrates me. And I, I think for me, it's 2D. Definitely. It is 2D, 2D for you? Okay. Yes. Because there's one specific game that I enjoy, but it's kind of like a love and hate relationship. And it's, 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 it's a Scooby-Doo game uh, okay. for the SNES. And it's it's that same for that same reason because it's so pixel perfect 
that even if you try to measure the distance and make the run and make the jump, for some reason, it's, it's, it just never works. You just, all of a sudden you die or you can't make the jump or it gotta be so perfect timing. I call it perfect timing in order to, to, to complete the game because if not, you're just gonna be stuck. Yeah. I think that's one that's nest drunk when we had him on the show. He was like going through his Scooby Doo games and I think he was talking about that one too. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't remember exactly the name, but I mean I think it's the only one that came out for the SNES anyways, so hmm. I again I might be wrong, but Oh uh, Jim. No, th- there's a few there. What oh, is okay. your take? <sighs> <laughs> Because they both can be equally frustrating. So 2D, you have to deal with Pixel Perfect. And, of course, like the good old Ninja Guidance and Castlevanias of the world with knockback, of course, you can get... The knockback is annoying, yeah. You can get F'd in the A. But then again, with good old-fashioned 3D platformers, it's that old depth of feel. And you think you have it nailed in. Fine, fine, fine. I'll make you happy. It's goddamn 3D. Because... It all depends on the camera, and even then, sometimes with the camera, the goddamn depth of field will throw you goddamn off, and you think you have it goddamn nailed, and then you goddamn fall into a goddamn pit. <laughs> and then someone's going to nail me, yell at me for saying goddamn too much. So, there you go. No, the th- so, for me, what really drove me crazy, the depth of field is, is what Jim hit on is perfect, because I'm at that point in Donkey Kong 64 and Zap, since you've, you've played it enough, you may remember, there's, like, not only the issue of, like, the camera constantly moves and there are sections where if you hold down a button you can stay behind the character and it semi stays true but then there's other sections where it becomes a fixed camera angle Mm. and you can't adjust it whatsoever and of course it's the worst angle for that field of depth and there's this conveyor belt which i'm like oh it looks like it's up against a wall so as long as i get up to it i can kind of run along the wall no there's a gap that you can't see and the number exactly. of goddamn times the I part fell. you're talking yes. about. <laughs> I was like, number one, you have to like shoot this thing. You only get a certain amount of time to get over to it. And then I kept falling. I was like, bother fuck. Like, God, like stop with this bullshit. So then like you have to unintuitively run away from the wall, almost going to the other edge. And like at the one point I actually got to the end and realized like the timer was up for like the gate to close. I was just that drove me crazy, but I can remember so many games in N64 with that same exact camera error or, like, issue. And maybe because I grew up with NES and, like, playing the games where I'm, like, they annoy the hell out of me and that knockback can be so terrible. But um, it's something, like, I, it's a terrible mechanic I've almost got ingrained into me. Whereas I still can't get used to the 3D platformers. Even though I've played enough and on that N64, that camera system is just one of the worst. So I always say that frustrates me a lot more. Even though it's more deadly in the 2D, the 3D one just pisses me off to it. Like to the point where I'm like, all right, I got to stop the game before I break this controller. Like yeah. it just, I can't do it. So. Oh, now I remember which one it is called. It's, uh, it's called Scooby-Doo Mystery. Mystery. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's so other the than the jump, called. is it a good game? No, in in general, it is a good game. Like okay. it's it's almost like watching an episode. You're just playing like different episodes, you know, the traditional Scooby Doo, you know, style. But it, it doesn't it doesn't you know how some games they 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 use the characters, but it has nothing to do with the with how it originally. No, this one stays true to what it is, you know. 
Um, but it's just the, the whole jumping input. And you know what other thing turns me off, but it's for more like newer games. And I found this out recently with the PS3. Sorry, y'all, but I don't like that. Uh, I was playing Ratchet and Clank and you know how certain games, the cameras are inverted. Yes, like, yes, you can still yes. fix that, but it's just annoying because like your right is your left, your down is your up. And it- I hate. Yeah. Yeah, if it isn't like a flying game off the bat, like I'm like, why are you inverted? Like, come on now. I don't get the inversion, and hey, that's another thing. Donkey Kong 64 certainly is inverted as well. Oh, so, really? Yeah. I didn't. Re- I did not remember. Yeah, that. especially yeah. if you go in that first person mode to shoot the like little whatever that. Coconut so it's inverted. It, 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 yeah. So like down is up, up is down. So yeah. Oh, yeah, I hate that. I can't. And, and there's nothing worse, especially in those games now. Oh, man, it's bringing up all the rage. But when you are behind <laughs> the character and the camera gets fixed and the direction you were holding no longer applies, so you keep turning around once that camera switches, that little mechanic, I'm like, just stay on a fixed access, you son of a bitch. Like, yeah. yeah. It's one of those things that I automatically, it just turns me off and I got to like, pause the game go to the camera options and reverse it Mess because around. and i'm like why you do that why you do that i just <clears throat> yeah yeah <laughs> so we can agree i mean n64 has terrible controls <laughs> <For John. laughs> right jim <laughs> c buttons sure. don't save you there do they jim <laughs> sure <laughs> jim love you begrudgingly <laughs> Anything for a day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then for our final topic, and it's another recurring bit, we have overrated, underrated. And this week, um, this was strictly curiosity. I actually don't have a huge uh, bias either way, but the Mega Man franchise, it's something I think in general, everyone always loves. I feel like a very small percentage actually went through and beat most of the games because they can be pretty damn hard. Mm-hmm. But it's one like I think we all be like, oh, yeah, I love the soundtrack. Da, da, da. But like you realize real quickly, I feel like a lot of them haven't played really past two. And like, you know, it's it's one that's odd, like not enough people played what everyone just generally talks about. So I want to see is that franchise overrated or underrated? So I want to throw it out there. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm gonna get my husband. <laughs> I I don't know. In my point of view, I might say overrated, but it's easy for me to say it because I have no emotional attachment to it. I never got really into it. I never played much yeah. of the games, so I could care less about it. It's the same thing for Sonic. Like I'm, I I just don't go Google Gaga for it because I just. Don't. I could yeah. care less. If somebody enjoys it, then good for them. But I it don't know. I do just, it, for you. it just doesn't yeah. do it for me. That it, I was playing Sonic last time, and I had someone actually, you're just hating on Sonic. I was like, no, I just suck at Sonic. That's yeah. the different story. <laughs> this is not the game for me. You know. So yeah, that's my little uh, piece of of, of tea, <laughs> a cup of tea. Of <laughs> I like Jim. What about yeah. you? You know what? I want to go underrated just for the fact that, like, I like I didn't grow up with Mega Man. I suck at Mega Man, like traditional Mega yeah. Man games. Like, like, I've only, I've only played through a few. Like, I am not deep into the series, but like, there's all the offshoots too that people sleep on. Like, I know Mega Man Soccer isn't that good, but like, I know Battle Network is like an RPG series that people friggin' love. 
So, like, even if you don't like traditional Mega Man, you could always jump into that. And, like, you know, you have, like, ten games there of, like, turn-based RPGs that are, like, from what I hear, pretty good. So, I just think, like, people focus well too much on, obviously, the ones that are known more. And, like, they're always well-made games. I just suck at them and don't have the patience for mm. them. So, I'll say underrated. Hmm. Yeah, I, uh, you know, thinking about it, so I had said before, I played them all up until X. X was the, like, last one I had played. Me, like, me, 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 me. More new... <laughs> And I it I lost interest after X and all those ones you just named Jim I I didn't play Battle Networks or whatever I haven't played a lot didn't yeah and yeah. it's one of those games where for me like the differences number one between the games they weren't that crazy you're like oh mm-hmm. another boss another general like is this gonna be a power that sh- shields me does it make me move does it do like you you really run out of momentum after like two or three in my opinion and even when they add in zero and some of the other characters it wasn't enough for it to feel like wow this is like a brand new experience and i mentioned the soundtrack yes they're all good but i do think it peaked with two and i Mm. think and that's not taking away i know a lot of people like talk about five and some of them they're great but i don't know it's just like two was where i was like wow okay it maxed out there great game um but it, it's one of those ones where it does have that really annoying the pixel perfect jumping because mm. there's lots of bullshitty jumps in there the yep. time stages which were always annoying knockback and the knockback and just the fact that like if you didn't if you don't know the correct order of the bosses the game is significantly harder than it needs to be but then if you do get the right order it almost is like not game breakingly easy but, like, the bosses become a joke when you have those powers that you blast through. So then either the challenge is, like, null or way too hard. There's a very few in between. So for mm-hmm. that, I'm going to say, like, the love that I hear for that is a bit overrated. Oh, okay. um, and, like, with all those offshoots that they did, I think that kind of really spells out, like, it was a one-trick pony that in the 8-bit, 16-bit era lived on. But they tried to make newer ones... And they did okay, but they're not, like, everyone's not clamoring to keep getting more and more Mega Mans. So, I think it's just a bit overrated. Yeah. I think the same happens for Sonic, in in a way. And it's also because, like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Sonic was more known in the 90s. And truth be told, companies haven't done a really good job producing good games. That it kind of shrunk the community. So I feel like unless they step up on their A game and bring a true, you know, good game, you know, then we can see reactions more positive. Well, that's just you know? because it, Nintendo does what Sega me. don't. Don't. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I don't know if y'all saw this last live stream. I saw it because a Sonic I watched fan, it. The Sonic uh, Direct, yeah. Somebody sent it to me because they wanted my opinion. And I told them it looks good, but at the end of the day, that's just a cinematic trailer. Yeah. What I want to see is genuine gameplay like raw footage gameplay and then from there we can we can then you know critique the game realistically and say okay this is actually a good game or not which i doubt they have ready because if they just launched a cinematic trailer it's probably still under development you know they're still trying to polish some things out of of the game or something yeah and like the whole direct like i talked to some people about this like the hardcore Sonic community is like, oh, this Direct was like, you know, this was the shit. It gave you everything. And for people who aren't hardcore Sonic fans, it was like, okay, like a remaster of colors and like three seconds of CGI. Like, like yeah, we do expect more because there hasn't been a new Sonic game in four years. So 
Yeah. Like if you're going to show something or like hype up this direct, of course we're going to expect a little more, something more substantial. So you know, it is what it yeah. is. At least I got like, you know. At least it's. I feel like it's positive news for the Sonic community. You know, like yeah. there's oh, there's yeah. a game. You know, um, we'll have to see. Sonic is another. It's it is a one. And like I said, I I mean I loved all the Genesis ones, but like honestly, after that, it was a sharp decline. And it's one of those ones like. Without that, you needed that game so bad, and the historical context of what that did can never be overshadowed. But uh, other than the diehards, no one's clamoring for a new Sonic game. It's it's mm-hmm. uh, you know it's a sad truth, and we don't end the nostalgia. Even in me, I'm like, damn, I I love Sonic, but it's yeah, like it, you should have just left it on the Genesis, let it go down with that ship. And they keep trying to milk it because that's the Sega, you know, mascot. And yeah, like okay, how how many times do you need a super fast character that spins hey. in a ball? That's all I'm gonna say. Hey. <laughs> hey, just keep making manias. No one likes 3D Sonic. Sorry to tell you, Sonic fans. No one likes it but you guys. <laughs> no, but like I said, yeah. So Mega Man, I feel like you could almost argue is in that same vein as Sonic. Like, yeah, it's great. It had its time. Leave it where it is with the nostalgia. With fans. The piss. Exactly. Yep. Or if you're going to release yeah. a new game, don't make it $40. Goddamn Mega Man 11. Why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need to yeah, cut, cut those prices. You can't be coming out like that. But no, with that, Crystal or Zap, I'm sorry, we should say thank you very much. I do want to say um, before we go, uh, once again, shout out where can everyone find you? And we will have the links below. Uh, yeah, no, thanks for having me. That was a, f- a fun talk for sure. Um, y'all can find me at uh, ZapCrystal slash YouTube, and uh, our live streams are Friday at 6 p.m. Central Time, Saturdays at 1.30 p.m. Central Time at twitch.tv slash ZapCrystal. I'm, I'm all over social media, Twitter, Instagram, you name it. You can find me anywhere at this point. We're even on uh, at TikTok, boys and girls. I can't believe it, but yeah, <laughs> we made it to TikTok too, so yeah. <laughs> and no, I'm not doing those cringy dance videos, so don't come <laughs> expect now. <laughs> i love it now now we really appreciate you coming on like i said and and be sure go over give her a follow she really deserves it and she puts a ton of effort unlike uh other channels like you should really just check out all of her content follow her on twitch um and one other shout out i want to give is to everyone who did play along and do the no ipa may with us contest we will be announcing winners probably by next week. If you're watching this video, this actually will be June 2nd. So, um, you know, the contest is over. We will select the winner. You'll get the code for Retromania. And a new shirt will be getting sent out to someone. So stay tuned for that announcement. And also, we are super close to a few milestones of our own. We're only four away from new followers on Twitch to get to 200. So please get over if you support us here head over there just hit follow just do it yeah (laughs) and and we are super close uh i'm gonna say let's get by the end of june we're almost at a million views on youtube so definitely help spread the love get us there for the love of god the algorithm isn't please we need you (laughs) the algorithm (laughs) is hurting us (laughs) but yeah no so please help us hit, hit those milestones and with that we want to say thank you, everyone. If you uh, haven't already, hit subscribe. Hit that notification bell. And until next time, cheers. Cheers, everyone.